Hour number two of Overtime, Fan Run Radio, Jake Miller, Davis Rangy, producer Matthew, intern Bryson, and you. The first of the Daytona Duels is getting set to get underway. I've got my sleeper pick for this weekend. Harrison Burton is going to be my sleeper. Davis, who's your pick to win the Daytona 500? Jeff Gordon still out there? No, dude, he got fat. I know mine. Denny Hamlin. Denny no. Hamlin's out there. Not that's the only one I know. Uh, I'll go Joey Logano. I'm going. That's my pick too, Matthew. <laughs> hey, there we go. I know. Team Penske, come on. Joey Logano, man. I used to like Ryan Blaney until he got associated with that Penske trash. Well, hey, man. I Joey... would love Kyle Larson, but he's not aggressive enough for me, so. He doesn't love NASCAR. I know someone that does. Let's get him in here. Back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines we go. Jordan is next. What do you say, Jordan? Hey, how's it going, guys? Living the dream, man. About to watch the duel. Oh, yeah, me too. Hey, uh, that that guy that called in the other night was talking about the Rim and Three offenses and how uh, great offense will beat great defense in the other week. That man's an idiot. He's an <laughs> idiot after watching that game last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that – um. That was interesting last night. I did not expect to see that happen. I, I did not expect that defensive performance to happen uh, with the way Alabama's been playing. That that was a defensive clinic, what that was. Yeah. Um, that may – I agree with what Rick said uh, in the locker room of the players. That may be one of the best defensive uh, performances I've seen uh, as a Tennessee fan. That was – what Mayshack did on Brandon Miller was just unbelievable. Well, and that um, was what was so big was the fact that you know, he really didn't do anything on the offensive side of the ball. But what he was doing on the defensive side of the ball was so impactful mm-hmm. and everything that we were trying to do last night that it's like, okay, you might not have scored a point, but you might be the player of the game. Over for 4, 0 points, but the best plus minus on the court, plus 9. Player of the game. Yep. Yep. And and what I liked about it, too, is Rick was smart enough to put some shooters around him to kind of protect him a little bit. He kept Key in the game. He kept Vetskavi in the game. He keeps Zakai in the game. To kind of protect Mayshack a little bit <clears throat> to keep some offense on uh, on the floor, um, but that that was that was a great game. It was a great win. It was great to get the momentum back um, after the tough two weeks that we had. If they if they play like they did last night, they can make a sweet sixteen. It's the offense is still and it was last night a little bit inconsistent, and it's still something that needs to be worked on. Uh, after having you know a great night against Missouri, Key Key uh, was cold last night from the floor. Um, and we got a tough stretch coming up with Kentucky and Texas A&M. Uh, it's going to be a battle of wheels on Saturday against Kentucky. They want to do the exact same thing we want to do. They want to play the same way we want to play. But what what gives me a little bit of encouragement is Rick's owned them. Rick's had their number. Rick's had Calipari's number since he's gotten here. And uh, if I remember correctly, we, uh, Barnes has split with them in the regular season or been 2-0 and against them in the regular season ever since he's been here. Correct. And uh, – uh, we lost earlier in the year, so it's our time. It's our turn to go up there and return the favor to them. Um, but I was just happy to see last night. Uh, it was a big win. The environment inside our TBA was outstanding. Uh, so hopefully we can uh, calm down on the fans not turning out and not being loud because they pretty they were last night in, in a big game. And do you think that um, has to do with the fact that the play on the floor was that much more exciting than what it has been all year? Because I mean, let's. Let's give the fans a little bit of credit here, give them a little bit of slack, because the way we were playing offense, it was hard to get up and watch what you're watching. Well, the Texas game, I don't know if uh, you went to the Texas game, Jordan, but I thought that atmosphere was great from the beginning. 
I thought it tailed off a little bit, but I thought it was very electric in there in the beginning of that Texas game. Uh, I actually haven't uh, been able to get to any games this year, um, but just watching them on TV, the Texas game stands out, and uh, you could hear it through the TV, and last night really uh, stood out. You could hear it through the TV. And, I mean, this was the first year that I've kind of been listening and hearing some some uh, murmurs about you know the, the crowd not being great. I, I've had season tickets for the past five to six years, and been to all the big games the past five or six years, and and there have been some really great environments over the past five or six years. And and this was the first time that I really had heard anything about the, the fans not being loud or the fans not really turning out or anything. And maybe maybe that has a little bit to do with football being great and having all that energy poured into football. And then maybe has a little bit to do with everybody kind of anticipating what may come in March and getting knocked out a little bit early. Everybody's had their hopes up the past few years about, you know, making a run in March and, and, and you continue to see them kind of get knocked out. So that might've brought it down a little bit, but uh, we have, we have a great fan base and, and, you know, we, every sport we want to win baseball, basketball, football, and we have an amazing fan base and, and they turn out and they get loud. Um, yeah, I just wanted to call in and, and laugh about the fact that I called in Monday night and was talking about our offense and the three-and-rim offense that's taking over basketball and, and defense doesn't win anymore. And then, of course, I get egg in my face, and, and it blows up in my face last night. It, um, it happens, man. I mean, let's call it like it is. I was sitting here telling everybody to take Alabama to cover the two-and-a-half. And I lost oh, yeah. money last night, and that's okay. That's oh, okay. I, I did, too. I did, too. And the funny thing is, too, <laughs> Furman turns around and loses to 10-and-18 Citadel. After after I gave you guys the Furman stats, they're not about how great of a three point shooting team they they are. They they lose a ten and eighteen Citadel. So uh, college basketball is wide open this year, and it's anybody can win it. This is this is the first time in a long time that you can't really pinpoint a team that's just better than everybody else. And and there's a lot of parity in college basketball this year, and maybe that's a great thing for Tennessee finally to be able to get in the tournament. There'll be some parity, and maybe just get hot at the right time and and, and make a run. Um, but I'm going to get off here. I'm going I'm to get ready to watch these duels. It was great hearing some NASCAR talk earlier. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for this NASCAR season. Uh, I always get pumped up for it. Everybody's Super Bowl is last Sunday. My Super Bowl is this Sunday with the 500. So I'm, I'm really excited to watch it. And tomorrow I'll call in and I'll, I'll try to give you a pick of who I think is going to win the 500. I want to see how it goes not and who looks good enough before I do that. Absolutely. And you'll appreciate the guests we got coming on tomorrow as well. So I hope you enjoy that. I look forward to tuning in. Have a good night, guys. Appreciate the phone call, Jordan. You know what? I'm cool off Bama. They're not my pick to win it anymore, even after last night. You don't know why? Why is that? Your best players over here uh, commenting on Instagram posts of him dropping comma, laughing emojis, laughing emojis. He can't guard me. Like, you lost, man. He clearly, like... They lost the game. He clearly either doesn't care or... Nate Oates told him the game doesn't matter, which I highly doubt that he said that. Who was the player? It was after we lost to Georgia State, and they posted the gif of the dude walking in in the purple suit with a matching hat, coming in to collect his money, and he quote tweeted it and was like, LMAO, this is actually funny. I was like, dude, that's like one of the most embarrassing losses we've ever experienced as a program. I would not be laughing. I would not be joking. Like two days later, he's in the transfer portal. Social media basketball player, if you I, ask me. I just think, yeah, I just think Brandon Miller's doesn't care. Like he, he's he, done he, NBA, yeah, yeah, he he care less if they win a national championship or not. It doesn't matter to these players anymore. No, it doesn't. It doesn't affect the one and dones. They could care less about winning a national championship. Anytime you see your name in the top five in NFL 
Well, NBA, NBA. Yeah, yeah, he don't care. Maybe even NFL too. Look yeah. at Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yep, he, he didn't. Care. He doesn't he care, didn't care anymore. Yeah, and Todd McShay and all them on ESPN blasting him. Was it Joey Bosa that didn't play in yeah. the uh, Fiesta Bowl? Whatever it was, yeah. playoffs Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, he didn't play in that because he didn't want to get injured. I mean, man, your best player like Brandon Miller. Literally, you could get to the I don't know. Let's say Bama's in the Elite Eight or something, and he has a bad game. Like he's not gonna care. Doesn't matter to him. Doesn't matter to him, no. matter as mu- to him as much as Quinterly or whoever else has been there for yeah. three, four years. Because they know they're not, they're not going in the first round or even the second round. Quinterly's not probably not going to the NBA. Yeah. So that's his last shot. It's at- a weird, it's a weird thing. I, mean, I just find that interesting. It's weird, and a part of it, I think, is these guys. Obviously, they're just trying to protect their money. Yeah, we, we've seen that. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that for years. I mean. You go back to LeBron and his China comments. He was trying to protect his money. Michael Jordan, Republicans buy sneakers too. He was trying to protect his money. Well, that's a. I feel like that might be like a little uh, question that he might have to answer in the draft interviews. Hello, Mr. Brandon Miller. Why are you posting on Instagram laughing emojis after you lost to lost your first game as a number one uh, team in the country? Thirty minutes after the game. Well, because, you know, the NBA, they have strict social media policies now in place. Oh, yeah, I know college players, like, some players don't even run their Instagram accounts. Like, most of them don't. I know, I know from a source that uh, Drew Timmy does not run his account. Really? Does not run his account, no. He has sure. to, he does not run his Instagram at all. Well, you know, Lamelo was running his for a while, and then you... Lamelo said he was running his, and then uh, Jaden Newman asked him to follow him back, and he said he didn't run it with just cap. Yep. But uh, yeah, Brandon Miller Instagram, he has that uh charger he was talking about on the uh, ninety-four feet with Jay Billis. Oh yeah, it's right there on it. Find it funny how uh, you know they had two ninety-four feet. You ever gonna have two? At least do one Tennessee player, somebody Ziegler. Uh, that that with uh whoever that other loser was on there with the cringe dad jokes yeah cringe dad I jokes I didn't listen to you know, ninety four feet I have two feet whatever the hell he said whatever that guy does in his life sit the bench I was scrolling through I scrolled I through know. TikTok while he's doing that I'm not watching that no, that I, I just turned my TV off at that point no one cares about what they have to say no man you think Brandon Miller really cares about a ninety four feet with uh, Jay Billis no he said yeah I like uncrustables but I gotta take the crust off. That made absolutely no sense. That makes a lot of sense right there, man. <laughs> yep. So uh, you like Uncrustables, but you have to take the crust off, even though they're called Uncrustables, meaning they have no crust. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, my guy Noah Clowney will put you on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Noah, Noah Clowney, two geniuses right there. <laughs> uncrustables with no crust. Yeah. I mean, goodness. I, I don't know, man. I, I, whatever, whatever Jay Billis does those segments, man, I kind of just tune them out, man. I mean, the one with Duke was pitiful i mean he was one of duke in carolina i yeah. forgot who he interviewed but it's just so obvious his bias man i mean last night his bias was because alabama had a one by their name yep treating them like a blue blood oh man i'm having flashbacks yeah. of jimmy johnson uh, he's in a chevy I thought he retired Are all these all these chevy cars or no you? okay not to see the 43 Eric Jones driving the Guns N' Roses Chevrolet sponsoring So what's race. going on right now? They're about to start the duel. They're not racing yet. So is it only like what, 10? This is a warm-up lap. Well, it's like, I, what, like there's only like 10 people on the track. There's uh, 20. They got them separated into packs. 
right now. So they're going to come together after this break, and they are going to drop the green flag. And you don't have DW to say boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing, boys, anymore. Yeah. Another thing I want to say about Alabama, I think it looks goofy as hell that Nate Oates wears a suit and the rest of the staff wears quarter zips. Yeah, I mean, if he's going to do it, everybody's got to do it. Yeah. You the drip police, ain't it? <laughs> I mean, it just looks dumb. Hey, Nate is drippy. I mean, I like his, that. I like how he dresses, but I just, I think it looks retarded when you have him and then the rest of the staff and quarter zips and uh, khakis, basically. Dunks, like. Yeah. I mean, you have to. It's I mean, very frat. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to. I don't know if you have to match, but, I mean, if you're going to wear a suit, you probably should. It just looks weird yeah. when I see a guy in a blue suit and the rest in dark uh, black Alabama pullovers. Yeah. I wish suits were required. They need to bring courses. them back. Yeah. Suits, suits would be cool. Him, um, Bruce Buzz. Pearl in the polo, good not. That polo is too small for that man's uh, belly. Uh, he needs to go through. back to the suits. Yeah, he needs to go back to Buzz. sweating in a suit. Sweating in his suit. Okay, that guy Buzz <laughs> for Texas A&M. He, wears, he dresses nice. He does. Stackhouse dresses nice. Nate Oates dresses nice. Penny makes his guys dress up, don't he? No. no Penny anymore. will do it. Like for a, He'll probably do it this Sunday when they play Houston. But uh, he, he, He'll just wear He'll just wear quarter zips and whatever yeah. shoes Nike gives him for the day. Yep. Um, I like the dunks. That's about it, honestly, that I can think of that dresses like nice every single game. Yeah. Stackhouse, um, Buzz Williams, and Nate Oates. Yeah, Buzz Buzz sweats through that suit. There. That suit jacket's off after, before the first tip. Oh, man. <laughs> Look good, feel good, man. I was watching uh, – I'm still watching The Last Dance, and it showed Doug Collins on the screen. It was amazing how much that guy would sweat. Like, you look at his shirt, yeah. and it'd be the classic, like, baby blue dress shirt mm-hmm. that you always see. Not the Oxford, but the nylon. And, dude, he would have sweat all the way down to his elbows. Yep. That blew my – I did not know Doug Collins, Coach Jordan. That blew my mind first time I saw that. You didn't know that? Uh-uh. Cause I, I'd oh, always, dude, he took him to the Eastern Conference Finals and got fired. Yeah, I'd always seen Doug Collins, like, on TV and stuff growing up, but I didn't know who did, who Coach else, Jordan. Who else did he coach – like in our lifetime, Sixers. No. Yeah, was it was it the Sixers? Wizards. No, he was a Wizards coach. Yeah, because that's why that's one of the reasons why Michael Jordan went back to the NBA was to help 9/11 victims with his salary, and Doug Collins was going to be his coach. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Doug Collins had to coach the Sixers. Are we wrong? I thought he coached the Sixers in the late. He did 2010, 2010 2013. Yeah, yeah, coached the yeah. Wizards from 20 2001 2003, which was Michael Jordan's last sputtering years. Bulls 86 89, Pistons 95 98, Wizards 01 to 03, Sixers 10 to 13. Mm-hmm. Those were some bad Sixer years. Damn. He was a bucket when he played, didn't he? Average 18 points a game. Yep. Sure. Sure. Doug Collins. His son is actually coaching Northwestern. They, right. They're they, good. Yeah, yeah they yeah. beat Indiana last night, right? Yeah. And yeah. Purdue Saturday yeah. or Sunday. Yep. Mate Purdue. Hey, man. What where is mean? Phil? Yeah, where's Phil? Yeah, where is Phil? Phil. Did he call on the drive? Or no? Do we know? I don't know. He got kicked out of their show the other day and I we had to come in and save the day. <laughs> she got big enough headphones on? Hey, we won the uh Dear Lord Jamie Little. Golly. Hey, we won a checkered game last night. Hey. Although I would give credit to the jerseys, not the checkered. Oh, yep. absolutely. Those jerseys are the Lucky. cleanest jerseys. Luck and clean. Make, I mean, the thing is, like, I hate the numbers just because I hate the four. That's my biggest thing with those, that number font, is I hate the four. 
that's the one number that bothers me in the seven. It kind of looks good. I don't know why, but it looked good on TV too. Like I don't know, like it looked better. I don't know, but yeah, I would not be opposed to having those as your permanent. Like forget about doing a just plain white jersey. Like do the cream. It looks really good. You can pass it off because back in the early 2000s, Illinois, what they would do, obviously their colors are orange and navy. Their home uniform would be orange. Their road uniform would be navy. And if a team obviously was wearing orange that was the opposing team, they'd wear the white. But it was orange home, navy away. Very similar. Don't we have baseball jerseys that are cream also? Yes. Those are the Sunday creams. Yeah. uh, Dick's, by the way, is – Selling baseball jerseys, very clean. I was this close to buying one. I'm a big jersey guy. Orange. Asking you shall receive. We got the mayor. Back to the big Orange Phillies phone lines. The mayor of South Knoxville, Phil, is next. What do you say, Philly? Jake the Snake. Philly. How you and the boys doing? Pretty good. I've been hearing the show trying to eat. I can't talk and eat at the same time, drinking beer too. <laughs> but can you eat you know and drink beer at the same time? Yeah, I mean, I drank beforehand and got, you know, got some, bo- got some, bo- get some Bojangles in us. And uh, uh, the drunk tank wanted to compliment you for your, uh, he said your, your, your voice is just as good as uh, the one at 3 o'clock. Well, tell the drunk tank I appreciate that. Well, guys, Red Barnes won last night, didn't he? I was – I'm not going to lie, Phil. I was kind of shocked. I did not expect us to go in and win the game. And Now I need it in March. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is we need it in March. Well, maybe we'll get lucky and do something. But, I mean, Debbie's just caught keys to hit – key the season if he is, then we'll get beat first round in the NCAA tournament. Wait a minute. He said Tyreek Key was the key to the season? Well, in a roundabout way, he did. I, I thought he he said it was. I thought it was Cumwall. I used to say Cumwall was the key, and now it's key. Now it's key. I don't know, but key is very inconsistent. I don't know, but I I was okay with the shots he took last night, Phil. Even though he wasn't making them. Well, somebody's got to take them. Yeah. Uh, I lost him when, when uh, these guys get back. I would have uh, I'd get less minutes for key, and you just alternate key with. Uh, with a Triple J, because Triple J might get hot one hour five games just like like uh, Key does. I mean, that's the one thing I can't stand about those guys is they'll have one great game, they'll take one step forward, but then they'll take five steps back. Just like that, the team. Yeah, I mean, that's what's so aggravating about them. And, you know, we're riding this high right now. You just beat the number one team in the country, basically proving that you own Alabama in everything. But then we're liable to go up to Lexington this weekend and just drop an egg. For lack of better terms, well, we I can't believe we beat Alabama in both sports. It's uh, I'm not used to it. Are you? No, and I mean we beat them in baseball last year, two out of three games. We beat them in football. We beat them in basketball. Uh, man, this is just might be a while before we see it again. So enjoy yeah, it. Uncharted yeah. territory, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alabama gets the highest ranking this year. We beat them. So. Do we own? Nah, we nah, own. nah, we don't. No, no, no. Don't say we own. And also, the person that said just like football, hey, let's let's hold that off till uh, September or yeah, October. Yeah, hold that off till October. Now, if we beat them two straight, you can do it. Yeah, yeah. You can do it. Yeah, you can do it then. But gotta go to their place and win. Yep. 
Did any of y'all go to that game last night? I did not. Bryson, I think you no, – you go. did not go. Nah, I did not go either. I heard it was the best crowd of the year. That's that what true? we've heard. That's what a lot of people have said. They said the crowd was in it. They were fired up the whole game. And that's just – wonder if the poodle was there in the dog bed. Uh, the poodle probably stayed at the house last night. Hmm. Or stay home and look at Sleepy Joe on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. i tell you what. Uh, uh, Ziggler, we know when Ziggler plays a good game, we usually win. And uh, you know Kentucky's going to do everything they can to, to make Ziggler play a bad game Saturday. They're going to try their best. I mean, it was really weird. Like, he really looked like a Harlem Globetrotter out there last night, the way he was dribbling the ball through the lane, coming back out. Just like nobody could touch him because he is so short. Everybody else is so tall. Steve I, I think that was like I think the Texas game was the best game he's had here so far. But last night was the best, probably overall, just solid game he's had in a Tennessee uniform. Well, like y'all talking earlier, uh, the reason we won the game, uh, they had nineteen turnovers and we had what seven? Seven. Yep. So I think we had what was the still the final steal stat? Because I mean we, oh, we stole. had a tremendous amount more, and of course Alabama fans are wanting to. You know, throw some blame at the referees. I mean, the officiating was bad on both sides last night. They only had three more fouls than what we did. I don't care what refs you have. The way they were turning the ball over last night, yeah. you're not winning any game. No, yeah. I mean. Javon Quinley just could not hold on to the ball. No, not at all. My favorite one, my favorite defensive play was actually Urosh on that inbounds pass, not even letting it get past him. Yeah, that was a, I mean, that was a great play. Most a great that, was, that was the most coordinated thing I've seen him do. Ever. I mean, no, that, that backhanded layup he threw up look. last night. I mean, yeah, that was, that was cool, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Three-point play, wasn't it? He got fouled and hit it. Yep. Didn't he hit the foul shot, too? Did yeah, he, he did. I think he banked it in. Yeah. No. You was going to be a good night when Euros does that. Yeah. So, right. It's either a good night or I need to go to church one because that means the world's coming to an end. 11-3 to three was the steal count. 11-3. to three. Really? Yep. Wow. That's wow. great defense. Then how many more shots did we uh, take that they did? Fifteen. Fifteen? Yep. Huh? You just hit, you just hit three of those shots, then you win them by, you know, fifteen points. Exactly. I mean, really, the game wasn't that close, but their their inability to score on offense is what's going to get them in the tournament. Uh, and everybody wants to criticize us for uh, show, uh, showing that. They just say we're you know, ne- uh, Barnes bashers or negavals or what they want to call us, but we're just realistic. We want to win. I mean, we do. That's all we want, Phil. We just want to win. But we also see it from a realistic perspective, like you just said. We're not trying to get Rick Barnes fired or anything. We're just telling you like it is. Yeah. That's what aggravates me the most about all this. And you got people that are saying stuff about us on Twitter saying that, oh, well, the Barnes bashers at Fan Run are mad. They're livid that we won. It's like, no, we're not. Like, we're actually happy that we won. We're happy that we were wrong on this one, Phil. Oh, do they listen to the Jake the Snake show? No, they don't. They're sitting in their mother's basement with their drawers on with Fruit of the Loom drawers, eating chicken pot pies with cookie crumbs on their stomach. Well. Bunch of bums. I mean, really, the only ones tell truth is, uh, you know, the morning show and the, and the late show, and then the, the one at 3 o'clock, just let's pretend, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what was that song you sang one time, Phil? Dream, dream, dream. Dream on, you know. I can tell you. <laughs> 
uh, I know we're not going to win, but uh, we won. I have to eat crow today, and I'm glad to do it. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll go down to the Kroger on Chapman Highway and get mm. some chicken feed out of the meat department. Huh. Don't ever do that, Phil. Yeah. I, I I watched a video the other night of somebody that actually cooked chicken feet, and apparently they leave the nails in the chicken feet that you buy out of really? the meat department. Yeah, it looked nice. gross. Well, I don't know about that Kroger on Chapman Highway. That's a, see some people work there? Guys, are we going to beat Kentucky or not? I don't know. Uh, I, that, I, I, I would say, yeah, I would say like six. I'm sixty forty Kentucky right now, so I'm kind of leaning. I won't yeah. be surprised either way. I won't either at this point, Phil. Nothing surprises me in this world anymore. If I guess, Joe Biden's pants were to fall down tomorrow <laughs> while he's giving a press conference, it wouldn't surprise me. And he wouldn't even know they fell off. Well, that's true. Uh, you know, maybe a, a comma lock and, you know, put them back on for him. You know See? <laughs> yeah, I'm just tired of this narrative that we're all haters here. Just because, you know, just because, you know, uh, we criticize the team, does that mean we don't want them to win? Well, and the people that are saying this, Matthew, they are the kind of people – on Twitter that think they mean more to the world than what they actually do. Sunshine they think they mean bumpers. so much to this world that their opinion matters so much, but their mommy and daddy forgot to tell them that their opinion isn't really worth that much. The same people that uh, – I feel like it split down the middle this year. Same people that – not said, talking about all of y'all. We're talking about the people that are trying to bash us. The same people that said this was the best Tennessee team ever, better than Grant and Admiral, those are the people that love the sunshine pump. And then mm-hmm. the people who realize that we're not better than Grant and Admiral. We're just haters. Yeah, we're haters, man. Yep. I get to call that I get called a hater every single every single Tennessee or Grizzlies game, man. It never fails. Just oh you're hating on my team, man. No, I want to see the team win. Uh, I criticize Tennessee or Grizzly. Oh, you're a hater. You're a hater. Bryson, what size shirt do you wear? XL. Matthew? Uh large. Medium. How do you wear a large and you wear a medium? I, I wear he wears big, his shirt as big as hell. I wear my t. I wear big t-shirts. Okay. Reason I ask, my mother makes t-shirts. I'm going to get us all t-shirts made that say, I heart haters <laughs> with a Z instead of an S. Nice. We are haters. Yep. We hate everything. <laughs> we, we enjoy nothing in this We're life. We're just miserable except, human beings. Yep. You see the weather outside? That's how I live my life, just in despair and gloom. Whoa. Uh, it's raining outside. I can't go outside today. Whoa. Oh, the sun's shining. Oh, man. I'm going to get sunburnt. I'm going to go to McDonald's. Yeah, this is not good for me. I'm going to go to Texas Roadhouse. Uh, that's too expensive for me. Tennessee beat the number one team in the country. But they're going to lose next week. Whoa. We won the national championship, but we'll never Whoa. win it again. Bought two, week, <laughs> two weeks worth of stuff to get one free thing. Whoa. the UT police. <laughs> Have we taken a break this hour yet? No, we have not. We are well over time. Let's go ahead and take our first break. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way.
Back here on Overtime Fan Run Radio, we are 18 laps in of the 60 in duel number one. Ryan Blaney up front, followed by Bubba Wallace, William Byron, Joey Logano, and my sleeper for this Sunday, Harrison Burton in the 21, Wood Brothers Ford. So this doesn't, what is this, this just determines the order in which they place? Yes, so qualifying, and this is just solely off of this race, qualifying selects your top two spots. That's why you saw Alex Bowman. Excuse me. Mm. Chestering a little bit. So he started up front, and he just dropped to the back like we said he would. Why? Because he needs to protect that yeah. car because that's the race car. Mm. Like, not the qualifying car. That's the race car. Like, that's got the speed. That's got everything that he's going to need on Sunday. So they're going to protect that car at all costs. That's why he dropped to the back. He is not affected by this because he's already qualified first. Which guy? Alex Bowman in the hmm. 48. So he just can coast this whole race, man? Doesn't uh, matter if he gets yeah, exactly. Yeah, why would he even do it then? Yeah. Why you have to. Uh, yeah. I was surprised he stayed up front for as long as he did. It's like four laps. Oh, look at that thing shaking like hell. Dude, that's the thing. They're going 201, 202 right now. Good Lord. I can it do looks this. like they're going like 70. Yeah. It, was, it literally looks like they're like going as fast as... 50 miles an hour, basically. Well, and this track, it's two and a half miles long. So, with the rate of speed they're going, it takes about 48 to 50 seconds to get around the track in one lap. So, basically, almost like an hour for this race. Yeah, it's all gas, no brakes here. The only time you're going to brake is if you're trying to avoid the big one. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Wait. Huh. Okay. Let's go back to the big Orange Phillies phone lines. Rex is next. What do you say, Rex? Hey, guys, I'm still so happy for the win yesterday. Absolutely. But just to have one interesting thought, that if Kentucky were to fire Calipari, I know that's super unlikely. Say we go up there and Vols beat him by 68, and they fire him tomorrow because he took it out on some young adolescent child. But would they go after Nate Oates? Wouldn't he clearly be their first? No, I think their I first say. call would be to Chris Beard. Now that he has basically got all the charges Cleared. dropped and everything. Yep. You think Kentucky basketball is that dirty? Oh, do I think they're that dirty? Oh, yeah. You think Tyler Hero paid for that Porsche? Is the sky blue? <laughs> it's grass green. Domestic <laughs> assault is quite a bit different than getting a free Porsche. Uh, true, but they're they're pretty filthy up there. They're uh, Win at all costs. Yeah, like they'll do whatever it takes to win in basketball. Now, if this were a football situation, it'd be a little bit different. It's like, oh, well, this guy doesn't really have good morals. We don't care about football enough to bring him in and try to make it look good. Yep. You really think Chris Beard is that good? Because, I mean, Nate Oates took Alabama from nothing to a number one. What has Chris Beard done? I mean, he went to the national championship with Texas Tech. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is he did really well at Texas Tech. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well... I don't know, man. I just think Chris, I think that Nick Oates, he seems like he's a pretty good coach. Uh, Nate Oates is probably my favorite coach in the SEC. I mean, I know he coaches Alabama. He's probably my favorite coach in, in the conference. Doesn't right now. strike me as a Bammer at all. No, like that's the thing is he does. He's the most non-Bammer Bammer <laughs> yes. ever. He, you know, he looks he looks like a Duke man. He looks like Duke's get rid of the bum they got now, and they're going to call him or something. He's pretty on par for a Bama dress man. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, maybe Duke picks him up. I mean, 
the thing with Duke is they wanted to keep that in family just like the Lady Vols did with uh, Holly Warlick and now Kelly Harper. And it's not worked out for them. Duke is not playing good basketball right now. And the thing is they've got talent. They don't work well as a team. And I'll be honest, if I'm a Duke fan, if I don't make the NCAA tournament, I'm not accepting an invite to the NIT Mm-mm. because they're not going to play anyway because those guys are going to the draft. Yep. Well, at least they're better than Louisville. I mean, Louisville's what, won three games all year? Three and 23. Yep. Smokey the dog nation, baby. Don't you think they, they got to let – is it Kenny Payne, their coach? I mean, they got to let him go after something like that, don't you think? I would think so. You would have to. I mean, this this is just really bad. I mean, the only reason that Patrick Ewing still has a job at Georgetown is because of the namesake and because he is a Georgetown guy. That's another program that has tried to keep it in the family, and it's just not worked. Yeah, well, um, yeah, but our we had that guy, like Hunter Hatfield or whatever that guy's name was last year, go up there specifically because they said you didn't have to work very hard. So I guess this is what you get. And the thing is, like, he was a five-star talent reclass. That way he could come in early. If he could have been able to showcase his ability, he might have went to the NBA. But right now, any draft stock he had is tanked, and it is tanked so bad that he is never even going to sniff the NBA. Yeah, and even, like, even let's say he wants to get out of Louisville after Kenny Payne gets fired, he has to sit out because he already uses one-time transfer. He'd be better off going to the NBL. Yeah. Not the NBA, but the NBL over in Australia. Rehab. Rehab image. Well, we'll celebrate it, see if we can get it done on Saturday. Anyway, go Vols. Appreciate the phone call, Rex. Brandon Huntley Hatfield, man. I mean, that's another one. And I don't even know if that was so much Rick Barnes doing as it was his own. But that's another one that had a lot of potential, a lot of talent. Well, he was big. I think had we not had him on the roster last year and – Cumwall goes out of that South Carolina game last year. There's no way we win an SEC championship. No. So that was big having him on the roster. But, yeah, I think he just – his issue is off off the court. like, And, obviously, his work ethic most likely. But Too many people in his ear. I just looked this up just for reference. What we got, of, Matthew? Out of 352 teams in the NCAA that comes up on the NCAA.com, Louisville and Louisville is 351 in winning percentage this year. Goodness. Isn't there a team that's like O and something? I, I don't know if they're Division One, but this is uh Yeah, there'd be Division One. I mean, this Green Bay is 3-24. and 24. Wisconsin and Green Bay? Yeah. Yeah, they're D1. Yeah, they're yeah. D1, yeah. I know a team you're talking about that hasn't won like a game all year. I don't know what division they are. God. Brandon Huntley Hatfield's... Uh, power forward class or his class was just kind of garbage man you think he was the beneficiary of not a lot of good talent around him i mean he was 26 nationally it was top heavy as crap i mean you had chet paulo Shaden sharp Jaden hardy who's not he's in the g league now amani bates he's uh oh man he's where now eastern he was, michigan he was 20 yeah he's 26 behind him i mean there's i mean Triple J was ranked above Lamelo Ball, but there's no one behind Brandon Huntley Hatfield that I'm seeing that's like anything relevant. Betty Aka was 35th, the right. guy from Bama last night. Yeah. yeah, who was who was right above him, right above uh, Hunter Hatfield? Yep, Matthew Cleveland. 
plays for Florida State. Aminu Muhammad plays for Georgetown. Trevor Keels played for Duke. Uh-huh. I think he's in the G League now. Yeah, he is. Michael Foster, uh, don't know. Hunter Salas, Gonzaga. Max Christie, Lakers, Lakers bench rider. Uh, Harrison Ingram, A.J. Griffin plays for the Hawks. Yep. I mean, that was pretty bad. Yeah, this class is not great, man. Yeah, no. So, yes, he may have benefited from uh, being in a weak class. He, Jonas Adu was 40th. He reclassified to this class, correct? Yes. Okay, what, I wonder what his original ranking was in the class. Like top five? Mm-hmm. He was, I mean, he was a five-star. Yeah, so, I mean, he had to be up there. Yeah, he and Tomba should have been freshmen this year. This year, yeah. It feels like that was like a lifetime ago. It really does. Huh. I want to ask you all something when we come back, and we'll have the last few minutes to talk about it. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Final segment of Overtime, Fan Run Radio. We are 28 laps, excuse me, or 28 laps to go in duel number one. Joey Logano out front, followed by Kevin Harvick, Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney, Chris Busher, Harrison Burton falls to six. Ty Gibbs taking over for Kyle Busch because his granddaddy wanted to put him in a car. Just got the first pit road violation of the year. Too fast exiting. Unless there is a caution, he will most likely not put him in a position to win. Going back to our conversation before the break, I wanted to get Charles' thoughts on this. Look at how many one-and-done players think they're ready for the league. They're not ready. Do you think there'll ever be a time where you have to play at least three years of college ball? No. No way. No, not never in my lifetime. Never. I, I would like that rule, just like I college. I would love the rule. I think it makes it even because yeah. now you're, you're literally renting guys for three months. Until all the real talent goes pro, though, right out of high school. Well, that's the thing. is like these guys don't – jump back to our conversation from earlier. These guys that are going top five, top ten, I mean, any lottery pick really – I mean, you could almost argue any first rounder because that's a guaranteed contract. It's obligation. They're not. Yeah. They don't want to go. They have to go. Like Ben yeah. Simmons said, like he had to go to LSU. Like he didn't do. He made. He's like, I didn't do a damn thing at LSU. I just. I didn't go to class. I. He's like, but I enjoyed well, and it. Why would he? It's like, why would he go to college for basically one semester? Because you know they're not going back to class in the spring. Yeah. If anything, they're majoring in basketball. I don't even. Why would you even do that? Yeah, I don't even know. I, I forgot why he said why he chose LSU. Like he was from Australia. He went from Australia to LSU. Like it just. But yeah, man. Like Brandon Miller probably has not been to a single class this year. My to get back to your point, Jake. I don't think. Uh, I mean, when you think about it, like all these five, like Trayvon Duvall, could have stayed another year. Keon could have stayed another year. But they all they all went first round. So it doesn't really matter. Like, they don't care. You think they care about an SEC regular season game? No. 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 So, like, I mean, they don't even care about March Madness, dude. They're just there uh, because they have to be there. I, th- I think the uh, 
I'm trying to think back to when the last team full of like a bunch of dudes that were a bunch of first round picks. Like I think that won the national championship. I think Duke in 2014. Yeah. You had Jalil Okafor, Justice Winslow, Tyus Jones, Grayson Allen. Like that team, like those were some dudes. They actually like like you could tell they actually cared about it. Like they wanted to win, and like they loved like I mean they love Duke. They love Coach K. Yeah, they loved being there. Like they they've said before, like if they obviously if they weren't top five first round lottery picks, they would have gone back. Like no hesitation. So. Uh, yeah, like what you're saying, I can't think of any like team that had a bunch of first round picks that won the national championship since then. I mean. <sighs> Baylor maybe, but that's different because I don't think yeah. like Davion Mitchell or any of them. I don't think they knew that they they obviously weren't lottery picks. Like they yeah. wanted to be there, but uh, I don't know. I just think if you implement that rule, you lose a lot of talent. People take the Lamella out, so the NCAA would lose a lot of entertainment. That's for sure. I think you'd see a lot of guys like go overtime elite NBL. Yeah, yeah I think G League. Yeah, G League. League. It can be a lot of G League people because yeah. they're like why a lot of like, ignite. They, yeah, like, ignite. They'd be like, why the hell that would I stay here for three years when I'm a go, top five draft? Pick? I can go one year and go. Yeah, well, year. let me tell you something else that would happen is if that happened, and it's like you have to be 21 years old to play in the NBA. You'd have all these guys wanting to go to the G League, but then it's like, okay, where are you going to go? Who's going to take you? There's only so many spots to fill up because in college basketball you got 352 teams to choose from. In the G League you got what 30? Oh, I, I think that yeah, yeah, one per team, one per franchise. Yeah, but yeah. Also that like staying for three years that would shorten their NBA careers. Uh-huh. Like, sure you can make money off of NIL for three years, but like you have it's what four years off your rookie deal, three or four, two, and then the player, player option. option. Yeah. yeah. So I mean. Those are years that you could be going towards your max deal, but yeah. no, you're wasting it in college, making chump change compared to a max NBA contract that you could be working towards. The last team that I can realistically think that should have won a championship that had a bunch of first rounders is Duke with Zion. They had Zion, RJ Barrett, Cam, Cam Reddish, Reddish. Uh, Trey Jones was on that team too. But I mean, like people like Cam Reddish on that team, like he did not care. He was just out there hooping. Yeah, he did not care about anything. Like if you go back and watch when they lost to Michigan State, like. Zion was upset, and I think uh, R.J. Barrett was upset, but, like, Cam Reddish was just, like, right, chilling. Cool. Thank God the season's over, basically. Yep, thank God league now. Yeah, like, league, yeah. Go play the Atlanta Hawks and make his money. Brotherhood, baby. Well, and I think, too, that's kind of why everybody here's got that soft spot for Kennedy Chandler because you saw how much it did upset him last year after we lost to Michigan. You saw how upset he was. It's like, I didn't finish the job. Oh, he should have came back, man. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's what uh, who was it that Michigan State that did that? Cassius Winston came Cassius back. Cassius Winston beat him. Yep. Xavier Tillman. Yep, Xavier Tillman. Uh, like I know Miles Bridges came back, even though that's a fond name to hear around here. Yep. But he came back, and uh, like other players like that have come back, and it I guess it means more. Means more to him. Yeah, it means more yeah. than because I mean you see like people like Grant Abel who were not lottery picks, but. They put their draft stock over four years. Like, let's be real here. Like, Keon and Jaden, like. They did not care. Yeah. No, no. they did not. They did not like, care. Keon, like, I remember. And the, we didn't even get to know him either. Like, that's uh, the thing is, like, yeah. we just saw them on the court. We didn't get to see them out in public because of COVID. And then they're not doing the interviews that you see with a lot of these guys. And it's like, yeah, we just know them as the basketball player. Like, I don't even know what either of those two sound like <laughs> to this day. <laughs> I have, You could put their voice over the PA. I would not know 
who the hell is talking just to me? Blind guess until you hit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I remember the, or- he play for? the Oregon State game, he, like, had a chase down block. Like, he, like, wanted to win, but, like, he was like, all right, cool. A league, you know, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like, can't play in the NBA now. That know? was that team's problem. Like, I felt like there was just, like, a bunch of – that team wasn't very together. If if they implement the rule where they had to stay for three years, I think they would have to do the same thing for overtime, like those G League teams. Yeah. Because then, I mean, you just have – uh, everyone that would just be every draft pick would be from the G League until like every three years, basically until the rules change. Yeah. Well, there's a, I mean, there's plus, there's ups for both sides. Obviously, you can make money in college now. In college, you are going to get more exposure because these top level teams, these established programs, people watch these teams from all over the country. It's not just the city that they're in, because you know. Fun fact about me, I love watching mid-major basketball. And I also enjoy watching Big East basketball. You know, solely off of brand recognition. The only thing is, if you go with the G League, you go with Overtime Elite, NBL, you have a chance to sign endorsement deals with shoe companies and stuff like that. The pay's not, well, I mean, really, the base pay's going to be more, but you have a chance to make more money through the NIL perspective in college than what you have with the G League. How much do they make in the G League? The max you can give a 18-year-old is $500,000. Yeah, I thought, yeah, 500000 is what I heard. Okay. Ooh, I don't know, man. That's what... uh. But you're not getting anywhere near as much exposure. Yeah, that's what, like, uh, I think it was R.J. Hampton got offered to come to Memphis. It was, like, five on the range of, like, 500 Yeah. by, like, Fred Smith and them, but... He went to Australia, right? Yeah, he went to the NBL. NBL, But, I mean, I don't know, Matt. I mean, mean, can you, you can't, how long can you play for like those G League teams? Forever. So you just just be a forever bum. Like uh, Zaire Wade, D Wade's son, he, uh, you know, D Wade's now part owner of the Jazz. He got him on the Jazz G League team, and he was so trashed that now he's playing in the NBA African League. B A L. Yep. Yep. The Basketball Africa League. So he'll yep. be in the Basketball Africa League till till Quavo played in that league. Till Kingdom Come. Quavo. J. Cole, maybe. J. Cole, yeah, J. Cole played yeah. in like the African League yeah. for like two games yeah. and then quit. <laughs> J. Cole did. <laughs> yep. yep. So let me ask you this. You're a five star athlete. You're the number one ranked shooting guard in the country. You can go to college and get an education. You can get, have the potential to make more money through NIL based on performance than what you would in the G League, the NBL, what have you. Or you can go to the G League. You go to Overtime Elite. You wouldn't have anywhere near as much exposure. But you can sign a shoe deal right away. And the max you're going to make is $500,000. What are you taking? Uh, me personally, I'm going to college. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me, yeah. I think the experience is worth more yeah. than 500000 yeah. Plus, you'll make more than 500000 Not to mention your fan base in college. Uh, Look at how much that's going to build. The amount of connections also. We talked about, like, Fulkerson. Let's say you are top shooting guard in the country. You go, like, Keon and Jade, man. Even if they don't pay out NBA, NBA, like, they've – just because they came to Tennessee, like, they'll always have a job here. Yeah. Yeah, they will be taken care of. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to college. The experience of college is much more than just the man on campus yeah, for six for, months. Yeah, be be the guy. Just walk around campus. Just do whatever you want to. 
I mean, let's be honest, man. If you're the number one shooting guard in the nation, you come to Tennessee, you're not going to class. You wake up, play basketball, go to sleep. Yeah, well, you might have to if you come here. All right. <laughs> sure. Your stock might tank. I mean, and that's kind of the point I was trying to make. It's like your fan base is going to grow exponentially. No matter where you go in the league, you're going to have every Tennessee fan rooting for you. Yeah. I mean, we do it in the NFL. Trey Smith, Derek Barnett. Josh Dobbs. Grant Williams. Grant Williams. Abel Schofield. Yeah. Man. Tobias Harris. Josh Richardson. Yeah. Who yeah. got ejected last night? <laughs> hey! Most game with the Pelicans, you got ejected. <laughs> oh, nice. man. Yeah. Nah, I'm, I'm taking college. Yeah, I am. Experience too. is worth more than 500K. Mm-hmm. Now that you've listened to our simulation, it is time to head out for the evening. That's going to do it for us. Thank you, Davis. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Thank you, Bryson. Thank you. Something else coming up next here on WKGN. Tune in tomorrow for three and out right here on Fan Run Radio.